hello, and I uh, just want to say welcome to the Fizzle Show. What is up, everybody? It is the Fizzle Show, where every week we are talking about some crazy stuff. I wanted to say, I, like, I'm trying to keep it family. Do you know what I mean? It's like I know there's a lot of people who who actually bring like their kids listen to the show and stuff like that. I can imagine being a parent and like you're working a day job or you have your job, but you're also like moonlighting as like I've got this thing I want to be doing. <laughs> and, and if your kid in the back of the like Honda Odyssey is like okay with listening to crazy people talk like us, then uh, then you know I like to keep a family. I think like try, but at the same time I'm not family, dude. Like I'm family. I'm family, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> I know a lot kids. of words. I just prefer the ones that that are a little off limits, you know? The but. ones that end in uck and it. <laughs> exactly. So, we're going to get into uh, uh, today more stuff that's important for every entrepreneur to, to be thinking about. Because if you want to build a business, there's just some things you have to know. And the thing is, is you can't really, like... Like, I've been in a debate with some friends of mine, like, like, like my buddy Matt, who's like a real entrepreneur, like venture-backed, like something, something, something. I, I put real in quotes there because um, I don't envy his life. I don't envy all the stress and the strain of having a board, <laughs> you know what I mean, and having all that stuff. But one of the co- debates that we always get in is, can you even teach entrepreneurship? Is it even teachable or is it, is it innate? And my sense on this is there are some things you really need to get an understanding of in the same way that you have to understand the rules of tennis in order to play that game right but like it's really hard to teach you how to watch the ball and then hit hit the racket i think a lot of us have that naturally innately you know what i mean the ball comes in and you're just swinging and you might miss it but after a little while you you just kind of like you kind of get the feel of it right but then you got to learn all the rules of the game and, and and the mentals like mindset of it and all this other stuff. I guess I'm thinking of tennis because the open the the whatever the open cup. What is the tennis one called? I don't know. My mom me. The, the, the Wilsonville Open Cup or something like that. The World Tennis Awesomeness. Uh, Serena Williams was on there and she is a beast. You guys. Oh my god, watching her play is just inspiration. Yeah. I feel Total like everybody's rooting for Serena now. Oh Dude, yeah. She, just such a beast. I've never really watched her play before. But the, the point the point I'm getting to is, is that there are some things we all need to learn and we got to kind of keep, not only are there things that some people don't know and they need to learn, but then there's other things that you knew, but you're forgetting because you're getting caught up in the everyday. You know, you get, so, so the fizzle show is where we get a little, let's, let's open up the windows a little bit. Let's let the breeze go through. <laughs> let's pull that sea breeze through and let's, uh, let's, let's get a little fresh inspiration. Now we've got some questions from, uh, we're not questions there, there it, it, with fizzle. We have this community of entrepreneurs that are working their booties off to build their own business. Now, some of them are way far ahead and they've already got the thing. They're already doing all the stuff, right? Others of them are just getting started and a lot of people are just in between. So we have a community of forum um, that uh, is built on a, a very special tool that we can talk about in depth later on, but it's not like your regular forums and it's not like a Facebook group. It's a special thing that's like, it's like your community of entrepreneur friends. Like, so you can ask questions, you can get answers, you can get inspired, you can get insights, you can get feedback, right? So we've got some questions from there. One of them, which, which we'll get to in a little bit, is somebody has got a following, listen to this listener, dear listener, a following of 800,000 fans, okay? 800,000 fans. Like, can you imagine having 800,000 followers 
on literally any social network. That is so close to a million. That is so close to a million. And they still work day jobs. They can't find They're like, we're working on a way to actually get the money coming in. So you got to hear that story. That's that story is coming up later this hour <laughs> on fresh air. <laughs> uh, Corbett, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're feeling I'm just, good? I'm just over here admiring that hat that Steph has. I feel like mm. in Portland, we have some cool Portland kind of gear, but she's got this hat on that just says Lou. Yeah. Yeah, yeah repre- representing the Ville over Louisville. here. Louisville. Louisville. L-O-U-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-
you might not know this, but you've got some bad rep out there on review sites and your website isn't telling the story that it should be. And I'd love to talk to you about this. And, and these aren't like high yield approaches necessarily. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to break a lot of eggs to make an omelet yeah. here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she ended up with a database of like 60% or 60 different leads. And out of that, she got four um, potential clients out of it. So, you know, you know, the egg metaphor before you keep going is actually really funny to me because we were camping with our friends. Uh, we were up at, at my friend's lake house at one point. And have you guys ever like done like, like cooked breakfast for like a big group of people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you got like all your friends together and you're like cooking breakfast, yep. like, I'm not, a, I'm not much of a chef. I'm not like, I'm not like a, but I like, I like cooking. I like, I like having good food to eat. I like when there's plenty of food. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I like when you don't have to have that, like, should I have some more? Or I don't know. Did Terry's not up yet? Did, should we wait? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I like, I like when there's plenty of food. So my friends were all together and, uh, I just said, screw it. We had all these eggs. We were planning on doing, on, uh, on doing a scrambled egg thing. Right. And I just decided to do it. Just, just what I, and what I learned from like, now that I've done it a few different times, like I don't know if any of you had like the dad or the uncle who was like the camp chef, you know, who had the, who had the apron on and like would be making like the, the, <laughs> the scrambled egg things. By the way, people, this isn't about scrambled eggs. This is about what we were just talking about. I'm just, because <laughs> you know what, with scrambled egg, I find that a little bit of chive can go a long way. <laughs> I'm kidding. But when you're making eggs to feed a family, to feed like a group of friends when you're making scrambled eggs, like you have to crack so many freaking eggs and then you have to like, like stir them together a bunch and it takes a while. And then you put them in the pot. I had this big, huge cast iron pot uh, or pan, which I love. But my favorite way of doing eggs is you're kind of mixing it the whole time it's cooking. You know what I mean? So you get a nice soft, uh, I don't know. A lot of people don't like the soft gooey scrambled egg, but I want it cooked, but I want it delicious again this is not about the egg but i do want to say if you if you scramble the egg the whole time but the thing i'm getting at is is you're just talking about like you have to crack a bunch of eggs to make this omelet and i'm like i'm now in a point in my life where i'm trying to i gotta be dad you know what i mean like my ninos are like growing up and when we're partying and hanging out typically there's other ninos around and other parents who are like tired and would really love for breakfast to have been made for them you know what i mean and so i'm sort of stepping into that role of making the the breakfast sometimes and when you do that you it does take a lot of work but once you know how to do it the work isn't that bad you know what i mean you just crack a bunch of eggs into a big old bowl you scrumble that stuff up and you just mush it you're you're saying that you 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 finally realized at the ripe old age of 35 that breakfast just doesn't magically appear you have to (laughs) somebody has to make it and it, yeah. and it takes a Listen. decent amount of work, but once you do oh, the work, man. you realize it's not really that much work. Exactly. Some people understand things about life early. Some people are getting them later. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Judge. Okay, I'm I'm glad this this came <laughs> back know? to a good place. But but yeah, that that sense of like of like I'm finding a little bit of uh, of I'm finding a lot of new life just in going like, listen, let's just have fun. You know, let's hit yeah. the vape pen. And then let's get into making this this omelet. Okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So let's not then, do that for business, though. Let's let's stay well, clear headed. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you need what you need to get clear headed. Yeah. Bar. Yeah. Sometimes your clear head is actually your muddy head. Uh-huh. But the point is, you just commit to the work because now what I think is important about that is knowing what the work is. You know, this is what I think is so hard is because 
so many times in my life, I've done this cold calling, cold emailing type of thing. And I didn't really have a sense of how much I would really need to do or how to sort of mm-hmm. go with the flow with it. So I, there, I put a bunch of pressure on myself and ended up burning out. And so I think it's that pressure. Like if you're making yeah. camp eggs for people and you think it's going to be done in 15 minutes, like you need to take a break, dude. You need to realize that, Hey, let this be 30 minutes of work to put breakfast together for people. Let well, this and be if 60 you, minutes and, and, and to, to step back from the metaphor for a second, if you, if you expect that by sending two cold emails, you're going to get a client or if you hang yeah. everything on the one email that you send mm-hmm. and when somebody doesn't get back to you, you take it as some like horrible sign and then you back yeah. down and completely give up, then you're, you're not going to make it in this, in this world to begin with, I think. Yeah. That, yeah that's really, that's really what stands, that's what stands out to me so much about this story from Lindsay, which by the way, I absolutely love. And this particular person is just as, as a side note, someone that has been around our community for a long time. So if you, if anyone out there has been around for a while and has seen the progression of this person, it's actually incredible, which is like yeah. a lesson in and of itself. But the way that um, she describes how she's going at this really hits home with me. So she says, a blog post mm. here or there is not enough. You have to be consumed with spreading the word and asking people to help you. Now, just to go back for a second in terms of what she means by being consumed with spreading the word, listen to what her process has been for prospecting these people. She's scraping Yelp for people who are on page two plus to offer them any web or marketing help. She made a list of 10 people to contact. She created a landing page for each business. Okay. These are not people that she's ever had a conversation with. Then she's following up by phone the next day. So she's sending them. I missed one part. She's sending them a customized video analysis of their website and a link to the landing page. Mm. So (laughs) she's doing that for 10 people. So just imagine. And I, I, the reason I'm like laughing about that is because it's, it's incredible effort. And this is the kind of effort that will get you somewhere. However, people probably hear that and think, Oh my gosh, that's a ton of work that she's doing for free with no promise of a payout. And to that, I say exactly like that is what it takes. And she even goes on to say, um, guys, seriously, listen, if nothing is happening in your business, then take a look at what you're doing. Are you really going all in? Are you really doing everything you can Mm. to get the word out? And I think nine out of 10 times I talk to people and the answer is no, it's like, and it's nothing against, that's not a knock against anybody who's out there doing their thing, but I think you have to really take a hard look at yourself and say, I know I'm frustrated. I know I'm exhausted. And I know I thought this would go quicker, but, but like, if I'm honest with myself, is this really my best effort, especially in those early days? Like, is it, are there other things I can do? Like, did I skip that cheesy networking event in my city because it's awkward and they hand out wine and plastic cups and I have to shake hands and hand out my business cards? Like, did I go and put in the effort in situations like that? Or did I talk myself out of it and make excuses, you know? Mm, And I just see so much of that here. And it's no, I mean, it's funny because Lindsay's like, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I can't believe this. And I'm like, I'm not because this is, this is real genuine effort. And I, I hope that people listening can, can get a lot of hope from this because I know when you're first starting, it can feel really hopeless. You're like, maybe this does, doesn't work for me. Maybe I'm not cut out for this, but lo and behold, in less than two weeks, Lindsay says she has four web design clients approaching me in two weeks. So yes, it's Herculean effort. Yes, it's not fun. And yes, I'm sure this is early mornings and late nights for Lindsay, but for web design clients. And like Corbett said, these are high, high ticket items. So 
I just think it's amazing and it's it's a super inspiring one for me, especially looking back on like the early days when you really are tempted to call it quits. Um, I think the the lesson in this for me is like you gotta ask yourself, am I doing everything that I can do and and then find the things that you've you've skipped over? Yeah, you know what it makes me think of is um she sounds like a very digital uh digitally proficient person, mm-hmm. right? She's making websites. Right. She's making websites. And she did you say that she's making a landing page for each of the people that she yeah, is reaching out to? And sending them a customized video analysis of their site to tell right. them how they would. And then following up by phone the next day. Right. So this is what I see this as a very logical progression. Back in the day, like four years ago, Derek Halpern did this thing to grow his audience. Is He, he did this... Um, video like interview slash uh, consultation with like probably four or five kind of big website owners saying like, here's what you're doing wrong on your website. And then those website owners like use that video as a blog because they were talking about like, like internet marketing and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, conversion expert, Derek Halpern comments on, on what we're doing wrong on our website. Right. And Derek used that as like a way to get in front of these audiences by critiquing this website and and sharing some like actual tips on how to do this, that, and the other. Well, it makes it, it's a total logical progression that now you can't do that as content the same way anymore. You're not just reaching out to big bloggers to do that. Now you're just reaching out to anybody and you're using that skill because like Corbett and I would, will tell you, like there's a lot of tools and web tools out there that are using video, like customized one-time personal video to like try to sell to you on something. Hey, Corbett and Chase, I saw that you guys are doing such great work on Fizzle. Wanted to show you our new email sending tool that does X, Y, and Z. You just don't go in like this, like that, and the other. And then no, what we're finding is people are saving about 25% every month. Anyways, if you'd like to hear more, I would love to talk with you more about it. Yada, 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 right? Um that sort of video-based sales thing is like another tool. So all of this to, to say, first of all, like there's some technical things going on here that people need to know about, like creating little videos. You might be good on video. You might not at all. I don't know. But what is underlying this are two things for me. Number one, realizing that she has a digital proficiency. Okay. She's making websites and she knows how to use the tools of the internet. And that's a big, big skill. It does not guarantee you success. There's a lot of gamer dudes out there who've got Dorito crumbs on their on their shirt who are who know how to code a website who are not making money doing like living their passion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that is not the the only thing. The second thing is she knows she can do something that's valuable. And she's reaching out to people and she's like grabbing them by the scruff of the neck and and telling them like listen, I can help you. I can help you. And she's packaging it together. All of this sales stuff to me, all of this, like having like the cold email, the mentioning the things, the having a landing page, the video with the stuff, this is packaging to me. I look at it as like packaging. I get bags from all sorts of companies from around the world right now. And you definitely notice that sometimes there's, you look at the bag a little differently when it's wrapped inside of a special kind of packaging. You know, like Peak Designs is this fancy San Francisco brand and they have this fancy kind of like eco-friendly, like recycled paper thing that they wrap their bags in and it feels nice. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's like what the, this is the equivalent of. Well, and you know, I don't, I don't know what the, the uh, success rate is for other people doing this, but you just have to ask yourself, like, where's the bar right now? Like, what is it going to take to stand out? And, and this is true, not of just what Lindsay is doing right now. Yeah. 
there's a bar for anything that you're trying to do, whether it be mm-hmm. uh, cold emailing someone or writing a blog post or creating a video. Like there is a level of quality and commitment out there that is getting results and you have to figure out what that is. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people, they, they want to be a freelancer. They want to work for themselves, but they're not willing to do what it takes and they don't realize how much effort you have to put in to really stand out and make an impact because over here we're getting dozens of emails every day from people offering to write a blog post or to mm-hmm. uh, do SEO for our site or whatever and 99% of them just go right into the garbage bin or they might get a, a polite you know auto reply from us but yeah. it takes a lot to stand out and every once in a while somebody will send something where you can tell that they went through the extra effort. They actually looked at our website. They're mm-hmm. real people. They sent us an actual video with some some helpful hints or tips that we could use even if we don't hire these people to yeah. like prove themselves. And and that's what it takes to get an email opened from a lot of people these days. Yeah. Okay. So this is awesome. I feel like we have two others we need to get into, but like yeah. what an amazing conversation. This is like so exciting that someone is is like to just starting to get the beginnings of the taste of the fresh air. And I feel like for everybody, eventually, you know, we, we kind of all go through the motions and it takes like getting your back up against the wall once in a while to, yeah. to have that, that mom strength or that dad strength you need to like mm-hmm. lift the car off of your child yeah. and, yep. uh, and make yeah. this thing happen. All right. Yeah, that's what I do think it's, and I do think it's useful to think in those terms. Like maybe I'm not ready at that level for that instead of like, I'm a loser. I don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, like you're in the oven, you're being baked. <laughs> you know what I mean? you're, the universe is shaping you just like, and you are doing the shaping too. You got it. Like, yeah. You, you got Maybe it takes a 300 pound deadlift to get your business off the ground and you're just not strong <laughs> enough yet. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta build That's up right. to it and, and enjoy the training. Yeah. Enjoy it. All right. Up next, uh, let's talk about a post from Kevin who says that I have an Instagram account that has about 300 followers. I don't see a lot of traffic to my website from Instagram. I have a podcast friend that has a decent following with a couple of thousand on Instagram, and he knows that many followers know that he has a podcast to go along with the account. So he's wondering, what is the key to getting conversion from Instagram to your site? And uh, uh, he also mentions that at this point, I use Instagram to post photos on my Facebook group as well and found that that's successful for interaction and to create excitement. So that's a plus. But is this even something to worry about? Uh, not getting conversion from Instagram to your site. And I thought we could talk about Instagram because uh, I know that um, you guys are fairly active there. But in general, also just from social media or from YouTube or Facebook or whatever, like what's the expectation here? You know, if, if you yeah. if you spend time over there, is it because you're going to get a lot of clicks back to your site? And are there things that you can do to drive more traffic from social media back to your own website? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Steph. Let's start with yeah. you. Where, where do you want to start with this? This is one of those topics that's really interesting because there are definitely a lot of schools of thought. And I'm in I'm firmly in one camp that others might not see eye to eye with. But that he ends he signs off the post by saying, Is this something I should worry about? And I say no. And I actually would shift the focus to one of the best tips I ever got about Instagram in particular. Because Instagram yeah. is it's weird own beast. Like 
Instagram intentionally makes it difficult to link off of the platform. Unlike Facebook, where it is a little bit easier, people can click, we can put links anywhere. Um, As everyone probably knows with Instagram, you really only get one shot. You can't link in a post. It's got to be in your bio and the whole thing. So one of the biggest shifts that I ever made in thinking about Instagram was to nurture, like serve the followers you have instead of worrying about growing and kind of like taking it to another level. So not worrying as much about the ulterior motive. So what I mean by this is anytime I do something on Instagram, whether it's a story or a post, I'm trying to think, how can I be useful and helpful and valuable to the people who are following me on this platform right now? I think what I often see that doesn't go anywhere is people will kind of just make a post that's like, go check out my thing. And there's not really a huge motivation for someone to do that when they don't know you, when they don't trust you. I think the first step is you have to make the experience of following you on Instagram really enjoyable. Like there are definitely, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. There are some people that I follow where I just really look forward to their posts. Their content's just great. Whether or not I ever go to their website, I look forward to what they post on Instagram. And I think that's the first step. Before you can ever create a lot of web traffic, you've got to create some excitement about what's happening with your posts. I know for the the people that I look forward to seeing content from, I always go over to their site. And I might. the cool thing is, I might not go directly from Instagram. So you're not able to track that. I might be on my phone and say, oh, so-and-so that I like has Mm -hmm. a new post. I'm going to go check that out later. I'm going to go listen to that podcast when I'm going to the gym, you're not, you're not going to be able to track that traffic. So that's why I think Instagram is a little bit slippery and you're going to drive yourself nuts if you're constantly trying to analyze this one. I say just create killer content, make really good connections with the people who do follow you, foster that sense of like being active and, and connecting. So having more conversation versus promoting. And I think you'll start to see some natural growth. You might not be able to point it back directly to Instagram, but I know that for me, like I very rarely promote something on Instagram, but when I do, I always get people who follow up and say, I saw that you were promoting this on Instagram or I found out about it through Instagram. So I don't know. That's my take. I, I guess the cliff notes there, it's a little bit trickier with Instagram and it's more about the connection and conversation. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I love that you took it that direction. I think that's that's like really well said because, you know, this is the, really the basic the message uh, of Gary Vaynerchuk's jab 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 yeah. hook book or whatever it's called. It, it was it's just like the the TLDR is uh each social network is different and there's people on the other side of the screen and they're here right now paying attention to what is on your your particular social media thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Nourish that relationship. Be like be. And you need to figure out who you're trying to be kind of to them. Like, so for me, I'm like, I'm trying to be like an inspiring dad person, I guess. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like traveling with the family, li- living the life of my dreams. And so the trick to that is not having quotes that I said on there. I hate that. There's a guy I love called Aubrey Marcus. I love his podcast. I love, um, he, he, he's the founder, one of the founders of on it, this like fitness company thing. And he's a really, really interesting and, and deep dude, but his Instagram just sucks to me. Cause there's a lot of that, like, like I'm platforming thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like, it's like terraforming. It's like Elon Musk talking about what we can do, like a nuclear thing on Mars, like here and here we could terraform the planet. Some, mm-hmm. some sci-fi thing. It's like, well, I'm platforming. I'm trying, like I'm platforming. I'm, I'm becoming a platform. 
I don't like that. It's like, you know, pick like weird, like interesting pictures of you. And then like a quote that you said on your podcast, it's like, dude, get off my life. I want just like the, I had to stop following them, you know? Um, but I still, I still subscribe to the podcast and I'll check in there every now and again. But like someone who I, who I like how they do it is like Joe Rogan to me has one of the best Instagram accounts ever because the guy's just clearly fascinated by what he's sharing. A lot, a lot of it is like, he's way, he's way into like nature stuff. And so there's like a lot of like crazy, like, you know, z- zebra getting attacked by an alligator. He's just like nature, <laughs> nature, nature. Well, who doesn't like to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, but then also like little clips from him doing his, an interview with someone where he was just like, dude, this story blew my mind. Check yes. it out on the podcast. And you're right. like, oh my God, I just, I have to go listen to that. But it's all value, right? It's like when yeah. you hear that interview clip, it's not, it's not an interview of a promotion of some product he has. It's right. just legit content. And that's yeah. what you're there for. You, you know, you got to yeah. think about the people that are on the other side, like you said, of the screen. They're not on Instagram to find out a bunch of pro, about a bunch of promotions that you have yeah. going on. Yeah. They're there to be entertained or to like take their mind off of something or to lull themselves to sleep, you know, and yeah. they just want to scroll through their feed and they want to see some stuff that makes them chuckle or makes them think or makes them feel something. And your job is to connect with them on that level and to do that over and over and over again to where they trust you and where they finally go, who is this Steph Crowder person that, that keeps yeah. putting these amazing things in my feed? And what's she all yeah. about? And then they start to dig in deeper. You know, it's yeah, a, totally. it's a long-term play. And, and when you go into any of these social media kinds of things with the goal of just getting as many clicks as possible, you're starting off with the wrong right. intention and, and you're going to, you're going to reek like a desperate person from a mile away and people just aren't going to follow you. You know, yeah. you really yeah, got to totally. focus on the volume. The, the I think that's, that just needs to be said again and again. It's like, they're not here to hear about what you're promoting. They're just not. They're not yeah. here to, 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 for you to say, here's what I want from you. They're here for you to say like, oh, how about this? Oh, check this out. Right. Oh, look at this. But oh, eventually, but eventually, you know, uh, the, exactly. I think the dream is if you, if you become someone like, you know, to use an extreme example, if you become like Kylie Jenner or something, then they <laughs> are there. Wait, for the Corbin, are you following are you following Kylie Jenner? Well, I'm just saying like the people at the top of the social No, wait. What if we looked in the Corbett and we saw <laughs> him just, just follow like, <laughs> No. Kardashian. Even better, even better, Corbett, you should use the Kylie Jenner uh, makeup filter on Instagram. Have you guys heard about this? No. Corbett no. clearly knows about it. No, um, no it's a, a face filter where like Kylie Jenner, I guess, made it and it makes you have like crazy makeup with like black lipstick. So I think you guys should get <laughs> okay. I'm going to post one. Wow. I'm going to post I, one. I haven't done this. any of this face, face stuff yet. That's Not since Snapchat. <laughs> but, but like, like I think, I think you're bang on Corbett because there is a time when when like, all right, now, like Steph, when you, when you launch a course or mm-hmm. you have a group coaching thing, like then it matters. And yeah. then it's like, you've built this relationship. And, and honestly, the way that you share that always feels like just like regular content to me. Exactly. It just feels like regular, exciting content. You know, there's a great account for people who want to go deeper with this. Uh, I have an example of someone that you should follow. This is something that I was just thinking about this morning. It's kind of funny we're talking about it. There's this account called Simplified. They uh, So Emily Lay is the creator of the Simplified Planner. You guys who listen to the show mm. know I love this productivity stuff. And mm. um, Simplified, the Simplified Planner has been around for probably 10 years now. And this thing is insanely popular the way that they led up to their launch, they just today, this morning, launched their 2019 line of planners. And it was just so cool to see. It was so 
interesting leading up to it. They they did all kinds of cool stuff. They've been going live like crazy and providing real value. They posted a barcode this morning that had a set amount of like free Starbucks on it. So you could just take your phone to Starbucks and get a free coffee on them. Um, they did a quiz to f- figure out like which planner of theirs is your soulmate. Like they just made it so fun. Even though it was their launch, you felt like you were part of the party. You felt like you were getting something out of it, whether it was a fun quiz or a free coffee or uh, learning about morning and evening routines. It didn't feel salesy at all. And yet to go all the way back to the beginning of this question, which is getting web traffic, here's exactly what happened with me. I saw all of this going on. I thought it was really cool. I literally, you guys already know this. I have her planners. I love them. There's one on my desk right now. And I looked at this on Instagram and I was like, oh, I better grab one. I went on my desktop. I bought it. You would never be able to track it through Instagram. So I literally went and bought one of these planners this morning because of all the buzz on Instagram. But I did it through my desktop. Like you would Mm. never be able to track that back, but it's absolutely a conversion from Instagram. So that's just a real example that happened hours ago. And they launched these things at 10 a.m. and 1030, one of them was already sold out. Like they're crushing it. So if you're curious about how to do this like authentic promotion thing, I think their account account is absolutely incredible and a really great example. Yeah, another one to look at is the Chase W. Reeves account. Um, This guy (laughs) is... He just did like a vlog posting of <laughs> where he's updating. He's updating everybody on what his life's like right now. It, it was really good as a video. I highly recommend it. I'll put in the, the link in the show notes. Okay. It is the 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 thing that went out on Tuesday, the like fourth, um, I believe, is a video of what his life's like right now. Really good account. I buy all the stuff that this guy puts out there, <laughs> and honestly, he doesn't have anything for sale, so that doesn't say very much. But you know, all right. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Bottom line, I think it sounds like trust that by making real connections with people, putting real value out of there, out there, uh, that is always going to pay off in some way. You just might not see it right away and you might not even be able to tie it directly to your analytics or whatever. Just relax and, and do good and, and see people as, as real people on the other yeah, side. Yeah. And, and like the, the final thing on that Joe Rogan account is like, Oftentimes it's just a picture of him and his happy, happy, happy ass golden retriever puppy like that he's running up the hills with in L.A. He's like, got to get out for a run today. And it's just him. And he's just got this huge smile on his face, you know, just like it really changes my life to be running again. Like whatever, yada, 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 regular life stuff, because you're living your life. And also from my perspective, it's like it's way like the the platform is so much more valuable when it is built around your your real life because it's more authentic and your and your sales will will I don't know will be more effective. I don't I don't know. But a lot of people do want to follow someone who just represents this part of their life to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the productivity part or just the this that and the other. And so figuring out who you want to be on there is a big deal. It's a very hard thing to figure out who you are, you know, let alone who you who you are in social media it's challenging so give yourself some time for sure all right what's our last our last one here all Paul? right uh quick tangent before we get on to the last one i have to admit for some reason uh lately i'm having a little schadenfreude you know the oh, uh the oh. thing where you you kind of um wish ill or you're you're like yeah trying to take the light in someone else's yeah. for um elon musk like i just yeah. feel like that guy's gonna blow up at some point here and do yeah. something like horrible he's yeah, he's he, like he, he's like kind of teetering on twitter 
and yeah. getting not a lot of sleep, so he's saying crazy shit all the time. Oh, no. yeah. Anyway, uh, point being, he's going to be on Joe Rogan, I just heard, uh, coming up this week. That should be an interesting Oh, interesting. interesting so, how weird is it that, to me, by the way, I'm just like, I'm just apparently just a bro science dude. Like, I'm just admitting that fully. Because I, like, I feel like anybody who really, like, actually likes Joe Rogan is just basically... But it's the single largest audience in the entire world. Like, it's bigger than, like, Fox, CNN, and MSNBC combined. What really? He, yes. Holy cow. It's I would never have known that. Believable. Unbelievable. Huh. His podcast. And then yeah. when you and then you add on the video to that, and then you add the like I don't know I guess MMA or whatever it is, but the, it's the it's like one of the last places you hear these long in depth really personal conversations. Well, and you know, yeah, it is, and well, and I mean, you used to be able to do that on Charlie Rose or something, right? Yeah, but, uh, exactly. But but uh, and and there are tons of places on on the on the podcast sphere now that you can do that. But let's just take a second to to think about how incredible it is that someone without gatekeepers was able to yeah. build one of the largest audiences that exists oh, yeah. today. Oh yeah. Just by like sitting in his whatever house yeah. or garage or yeah. wherever he has he a can, studio set up and he can stop work at any time and be done. Right. But he works every single day yeah. and he's making specials every single year. Yeah. Like he does this because he wants to be doing it. I think that's the secret to life and not just to marvel at, at Joe Rogan. Cause that's amazing. And, and all the other people that have huge audiences, right. but, but even just, just somebody like us, like the three of us sitting here, reaching tens of thousands of people every month by talking about things that interest us. And we think other people would be interested in. It's just, it's just amazing that we don't have to have a TV contract or a radio show or whatever Mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. And it's a big, it's still a big deal. It's a huge deal. And on that sort of uh, thread, uh, let's talk about one that, that really kind of blew our minds collectively today. And that is there's a, a post in, in the forums today about, uh, a bloke who has 800,000 followers on Facebook and is still working five jobs. And this isn't, this isn't, uh, uh, someone in our community. This is someone writing about someone that they found. This is, uh, Timothy says, this is not my situation, but I follow a Facebook page about writing. It's mostly memes about writing, jokes about writing and links to his blog, which is advice and wisdom about writing. He works five jobs to make ends meet. I would have assumed that 800,000 followers would be enough to make a living. Is he doing something wrong? Is it hard to monetize that niche? Followers don't have much pain or willingness to pay to reduce their pain. I see he's focused on Patreon as a revenue stream. Would he be better off making a product like an ebook or an e-course? Well, 800,000 I mean, followers. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, the bummer here is we don't know about, about you know, because a lot of times people have a lot of... Um, of fear of, of being successful, of yes, looking that's, successful. You that's know what, I mean? what I was thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so some, so oftentimes I, I can, I've done this myself where it's like things are going like, I think it's taken me a long time to realize how, how good things are in my life. You know what I mean? How, how lucky I am, how, how hard work, how much hard work I've done and how, it, how it like it worked out. Like it's, it's working out, you know? Um, and it, cause it's kind of an uncomfortable thing. In some ways, do you, know, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. sort of like you're supposed to be struggling. Like you're supposed to be busy. That's what we're all supposed to be. Oh man, so busy. How are you? How are the kids? Oh yeah, just real busy. Just mm-hmm. getting through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like I'm like priding myself right now on on like not to brag, but I guess I am bragging on just like um, how much free time can I have in the day? 
Like how much can I just sit and meditate and chill and just see what happens and just go with the flow. Um, and, and that's a, that's a blast, but I've been really uncomfortable to, to, to live like that. But like, Mm -hmm. it's taken me a long time to get into that. And so bringing this back in to this person who has an 800,000 people followership or whatever on Facebook. Um, it's a great, it's a great example of the fact that like, you get a lot of people that you, you get a lot of like, you get some big number, 800,000, right? Some big number. And who knows how many people actually see his posts or her posts and, and like click like and like, and click any links or, or get any of the things, right? Who knows how much the engagement actually is on a followership like that. First of all, second of all, then there's the intention of the entrepreneur to go like, I want to quit these five day jobs and I want to do what I want for a living. Right. Right. That is, that's to me, that's, that's the like steak on the plate. That's the, that's the real serious, hardcore nutrition and nourishment. That's like that most of us just don't know how to digest. Like we don't know how to do that. It's well, really hard. It takes time to learn that. And I, and I just love the, the stark difference between something like this, 800,000 followers. And this kind of relates to what we were just talking about before engagement on social media versus Somebody like Steph, for example, who has, I don't know, uh, like a handful of thousands of followers probably on Instagram. And yet yeah. mm-hmm. you're, you're running a, a very successful business. And it's not just from Instagram. Obviously you have other things going on, but that you can engage and deliver value and change people's lives with just a few hundred or a few thousand followers and earn a living. Or you can put out a bunch of jokes and memes and so on. And nobody ever really gets to know who you are, or what you have mm-hmm. to offer and build up a following of 800,000. And, and right. also like Chase said, it's not just about the engagement, but it's also about the structure that you put behind it and the intention that you have towards building a business. Obviously in writing, there is plenty of money to be made. Uh, we know Jeff Goings, for example, who mm-hmm. makes a great living and um, has had a team of like up to like 10 people or something working for him, uh, helping people become better writers. And I doubt that he has 800,000 followers on on Facebook or whatever. So, you know, there's there's just a there's a major difference between engaging, delivering value, caring and focusing on building your business in the right way, not just throwing up a Patreon page and hoping that people yep. sponsor you. I don't know. Steph, yeah. yep. Steph, where yeah. would you go with this? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent same page. What came to mind immediately for me is like, this is online stage fright and it's a very real thing where it's one thing to post the fun memes and to do the jokes and have fun with it. And this goes back to an old school chaseism, which is that at a certain point, everything starts to feel like work. So yeah. for this particular person, um, they could be feeling all kinds of things, conscious and subconscious, but part of it is definitely the feeling of, well, if I put pressure on this, then I'm not going to have fun with it anymore. Or if I tell people, yeah. okay, I know it's been nothing but fun memes for the past year, but now I'm Mr. Serious Guy selling a course, mm-hmm. that can be a really awkward transition. And that's true no matter how big your audience is, how big or small. I think a lot of people with smaller audiences like the person who posted this think to themselves, gosh, I mean, I know I, I've thought this. Once I get to that point, it'll be easy to sell something. Yeah. And I think the reverse can actually be true, where the more people are following you, the higher the stakes are and the scarier it can be to come out with some kind of offering or to try something that could fail. It's failure on a grander scale. Um, so that's probably my guess with what's going on here is that in some ways it's 
like you said, Chase, it is fear of success and it's fear of putting something out there after all of this time and thinking, well, what if all of the followers just disappear because they don't like that I'm selling to them now? Not that that's a rational fear, but I think it's a very, a very human fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I, I think of the meme accounts that, that I follow and I follow a lot on Instagram. It's basically the only thing that keeps me coming back to Instagram, frankly, because they're the best things in the world. Like these just hilarious stoner weirdo memes that I have follow like a handful of accounts on. Um, and what I see them doing from time to time is like, they have some merch, they have some weird, right. Or partnerships hat or shirt or something like that. But mostly it's just kids running those things. Yeah. Um, who's, who's their dream right now is just to be doing some meme stuff Yeah. and I hope they're getting to do it. And I also see that in the meme thing, like, what I like about this, the, the idea of this is like, like people are always going to need help writing and even more so, even more so in the future, like getting inspired to write and to express yourself creatively, learning how to get paid to do that because more and more businesses need more and more content because more and more of us are paying less attention to content. <laughs> how weird is that? How funny is that, yes. right? It's just like, like there's going to be so many more underpaid writers out there <laughs> in the future for a while until like we just give up on that kind of content or something. I don't know. But the, the, the ability to express the desire to express the, um, the ability to communicate. I mean, we definitely need writers for copywriting and getting sales stuff put together, right? Everything that gets out there, like has to come from a a seed of an idea. That's like, what, how do we make sense of this product? How do we help people make sense of this product? How do we make them feel that they already need it? How do we, how do we, uh, accentuate how much this product's going to solve a problem they already have, right? Going through all of that stuff. That's what I, where I think is still going to be a a booming market for a while. Um, but it's writing, it's figuring out how do you put something together? So I love, I've always geeked out about learning about writing, getting inspiration to write better, more clear, more authentic, get more therapy myself from my writing. So I love that. And I love the value of it. Um, and if this person's just putting out content that's helpful and, and not asking for anything in return except for a Patreon, like that's pretty that's pretty interesting. They must they must be happy about like their five day jobs, right? That's where I go. It's like, oh cool, that's your thing. What do you like the guy who asks the question in the fizzle forums, that's where I go like, okay, so what about your thing? Because I don't know what this person's thing is. They might be like like they might just be like a cat lady who's pumped that that she gets to do this. And she loves her five jobs and one of them's working for, you know, a family business or something like that. You know, who knows, who knows what it's like. I think the question really comes back again for me on like, so, oh, that's an awesome story. Where are you hungry? Where are you like feeling like you want to work out these, this muscle or this part of your soul or this part of your, of your species of your, like, where do you want to help? Where do you see like yourself being really valuable? What's the, what's the thing that you wish there existed out there that doesn't already, you know, I still think that's the big stuff. And then like, this is a helpful example of, of you can get all these things you think you want followers, popularity, engagement, and still not have the money. Right. And the money is what literally buys the diapers for my baby girl. And it's what literally gets me the goat milk that I need every night at four 30 in the morning that I hope she'll go back to sleep after giving her a little bit of, do you know what I mean? And it's what buys the, like, I don't know, the, the eating out with my son 
like at some at some bagel place like we love bagels like that's all money that's all just money and money is just an exchange of value it's just so like where do you get your money from that that's a really big question that a lot of us really struggle with because we have inferiority complexes or um, we're insecure about it or we don't want to stand out from the crowd too much or whatever and all that's going to remain until we get a sense of of like i effing know what step i want to take next because it's just that it's not like you don't have the big huge plan you just have the step you know and then from there it grows and grows and grows so i don't know i guess that's a bit of a ramp that i hope is a little inspiring for you guys out there but it's like you can have all the followers you can have all of the engagement all the numbers and have none of the revenue and revenue will make like revenue is an essential part it's like oxygen it's just an essential part of living in the jungle it's just like you got to know how to manage that. And it's just another thing to manage. That's it. Well, and the interesting thing about that is in a weird way, I feel like we've kind of come all the way back around to the first post that we started with from Lindsay, which is it's interesting how you kind of put these two up against each other. And I think a lot of us have thought, well, if I could just get my audience to a certain size, then that's what's going to make me successful. And if we just go back to that first post, my conclusion is it's really more about the work. It's really more about chasing down business and figuring out like, how do I put these puzzle pieces together in a way that's going to actually feed my family? So less focus on just building an audience to get to some number and then thinking that it's smooth sailing from there and more just figuring out how many clients do I need to pay the bills? Okay. How do I work backwards from that? How many people is it going to take? How do I hunt down those people? Like, it's a hundred percent been my experience that that is where a business grows from yeah. uh, less. So trying to get, you know, 50,000 followers and hoping that everything's good from there. Right. Right. I think that's really well said. This idea of like what we were talking about in the first episode, first question here where it's like rolling your sleeves up as Corbett yep. said and doing some stuff that makes other people uncomfortable. And yep. it doesn't mean just hustling nonstop. It, it means something. It's like a, it's a kind of inspired or educated hustle. I don't know what the difference is. You'll have to pay a little attention to your own soul as you, as you get through there and figure out like, because I've definitely sent a lot of emails that I probably didn't need to send, you know, but I needed to send a bunch of those just to send that one that, that like felt like it was like, because that helped me figure out what other emails to send. You know what I mean? It's just taking a step, one step at a time. Corbett Parr, anything else to mention before we take off here? No, this was fun. These are, these totally are three great fun. topics. Thanks guys for chiming mm-hmm. in. Yeah, no, thanks for bringing them, bringing them up. And Steph, anything to say in clothing here? Nope, this was a good one, and I uh, hope it's been inspiring for people. You guys can go out there and get it. Get it, get it, go get, get it. it. I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> get it today and take my kid. My wife's gone for a little while, so it's been me and the kids for like four days now oh, or man. something like that, oh, boy. and I've got another three days left. And I'm Daddy loving it. It's awesome, it. but it's like, and we're also we also happen to be road tripping through California during that time. So, so it's like, That's it's great. insane. Um, okay, guys, that is episode. What is this? This is two eighty four of the Fizzle Show. So you can get all the show notes uh, and the links to the things that we talked about here, including that really inspiring account Chase W Reeves on Instagram. Um, I just think that this guy's vlogs are really incredible. Uh, you can really check them out. <laughs> Sorry, I did just do like a fake vlog that has like this joke in it. I'm hoping some people go there and and experience that. Um, And we'll put links to to Steph Crowder on Instagram as well and Courage and Clarity out there. Corbett Barr, do you have, you have an Instagram account, but you like never update it, do you? Once in a while, I go on a little streak. 
Every once in a while, with the Corbett bar. Uh, I gotta find this there. this uh, Kylie Jenner makeup thing, and oh my god, I'd pay <laughs> see what to happens. see that. Get into <laughs> it. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. Again, the show notes are at fizzleshow.co slash two eight four. Fizzleshow.co slash two eight four. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week on the Fizzle Show. <laughs>